Let's take a journey back to 2003. Canadian teen sensation Avril Lavigne was topping the charts and turning the music industry upside down. But what if I told you that the Avril Lavigne we know and love might not be the same Avril? What? Did Avril die? Was she replaced by a doppelganger? I'm Joanne McNally and I'm doing a deep dive into a notorious internet conspiracy. Who replaced Avril Lavigne? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash thedebaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada, it's time for a latitude adjustment from Winnipeg, Manitoba, near the center of Canada. It's the debater! The debaters where comedians fight with facts and funny, and this audience picks the winner. Now, here's a man who follows his own comedy compass, Steve. Hey, hello, Canada. Welcome back to the debaters. We're here in beautiful Winnipeg, Manitoba, a city steeped in culture. True. Winnipeg is home to the oldest ballet company in Canada, which I assume refers to the company, not the individual dancers. Now, I haven't seen much ballet in my life, but I do have some pitches for the Winnipeg Ballet Company to update some of the classics. For example, maybe a ballet about a woman who spends her days cursed to be a bird and then at night turns into a giant mosquito (laughs) called Swan Lake, Manitoba. (laughs) Or a Winnipeg-centric holiday production about a young girl who falls asleep after too much candy, the Nutty Club Cracker. I think that both could be a huge crowd pleaser. Are you ready to meet two two debaters who are ready to make you jump for joy? What do you say? All right. This comic has an appetite for destruction, but always leaves room for dessert. It's Winnipeg's own Big Daddy Taz. There he is, entering the stage to the left, taking his place. At the podium to my right. And this comic believes that the whiteboard is a remarkable invention. It's Vancouver's Maddie Kelly! Maddie Kelly! There she is, entering phone in hand to capture the moment. Hi, Steve! Your topic is a great one for all the fathers in our lives. Dad jokes. Dad jokes, are they the best jokes? This is a tough one for me because I am a dad. So technically every joke I make is a dad joke. My question is, why aren't there more mom jokes? Probably because they're too busy keeping the family running while dad is making up new brilliant puns. That's why. And I'll be honest, I, I think it's not fair that there are so many yo mama jokes and so few yo papa jokes. So here goes, ready? Yo papa is so dumb. How dumb is he? He thinks the national broadcaster is the same as state-run propaganda and should therefore be defunded. 
That's a yo. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That's a yo, Pierre Poilievre. That's a yo, pee-pee joke. Sorry. Uh, but you get the point. Time now for a debate that will put the fun in defund. So, whereas nothing delights like a fun and wholesome one-liner or pun, be it resolved that the world's greatest jokes are bad jokes. Taz, not surprisingly, you're arguing for this, my friend. You have two minutes, starting now, Big Daddy Taz. What kind of nuts always sound like they have a cold? Cashew! Dad jokes are the highest form of comedy, like the joke uh, told from atop of Mount Everest or by Snoop Dogg. That's high comedy as well. Tall mountains, by the way. Tall mountains are funny, but teeny mountain ranges, they're hilarious. Like many people here, my father was quite a bit older than I was. And he used to make people howl with jokes that I, I never understood as a child, but on those rare times where the jokes seemed just for me, they were so magical. Each dad joke said and heard releases some of the steam off the pressure cooker of life. I love telling jokes and watching my son's eyes roll so far back in his head that they came back with number sevens on him. <laughs> and nobody, nobody's ever been canceled over a dad joke, but some people think, oh, good Lord, I wish they would be. But if we canceled dad jokes, what would, what would Steve Patterson do at the top of each debate? State facts, kibitz, juggle? No, dad jokes are Steve's patter, son. In a time where fathers are easily replaced with things like Google, Uber, or a turkey baster, I say, let them be silly. Most men are just giant children with a MasterCard Payment. <laughs> I love making people laugh, like my father before me, bringing the distractions that makes life a little bit easier. I just realized that the best joke my father ever made was me. <laughs> Big Daddy Taz, on behalf of all the dads out there who like telling dad jokes. Now, here to tell us why she wants to punch dad jokes right in the punchline, let's hear from Maddie Kelly. I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. I'm afraid of speed bumps, but I am slowly getting over it. I used to hate facial hair, but it grew on me. <laughs> These are the greatest jokes of all time. <laughs> Richard Pryor, George Carlin, some of the greatest philosophers of our time, and they're humbled at someone's dad saying that if you see a crime at an Apple store, are you an eyewitness? Oh. Yeah, that's not a moan of pleasure, that's pain. <laughs> Dad jokes are to be tolerated, not adored. And hey, there's obviously a lot of disadvantages for women in comedy, but at least none of my jokes could ever be branded with this term. <laughs> also, everyone keeps talking about toxic masculinity, poor male role models. Start here. <laughs> Ha! <laughs> 
Lots of men are funny, or so I keep being told. <laughs> so let's give the guys a break and stop relegating them to the lowest form of comedy, the dad joke. Maddie Kelly. Maddie Kelly does not think dad jokes are the greatest, but she got some big laughs with the opening dad joke. <laughs> All right, it is time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating if dad jokes are the best jokes, but if you use jokes that are too corny, I'll have to call the crops. <laughs> so pay attention because they'll go by at the speed of milk past your eyes before you know it. <laughs> Let's get the audience eye rolling in the aisles now. Maddie, you say that dad jokes are uh, tolerated but not adored. Is that uh, what you said? That's what I said. I feel like that describes your childhood. <laughs> oh. oh, it's getting personal all of a sudden. say I think I have the hardest job on earth right now. <laughs> this is the wrong crowd for my <laughs> views. There you go. One brave voice from the darkness. Is your mom here? You mentioned that the philosophers of our time included uh, 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 Pryor and, and the great George Carlin. Yes. You, yeah. you, they, they told jokes for a living, right? Yes. They, they had kids. I'm not saying dads aren't funny. I'm saying doing a lame joke and pawning it off on your dad status has to be the epitome of male privilege. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the, <laughs> that's the bare knuckle round. And uh, we don't often have a, a knockout punch thrown at the end, but that's, that's what happened there. <laughs> it is time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on dad jokes brought to you by dude jokes. <laughs> dude jokes. What do you call a bunch of dudes on horses? A dude ranch, dude. <laughs> that joke did double duty. <laughs> Fathers.com says that laughing with your children has what positive effect? Taz. Pissing off the mother. <laughs> Incorrect, but one and a half points. Maddie. You laugh at your dad's joke, you get to borrow the car. That's a full point. That's a full point. And now I know what my daughters are going to do in their teenage years, and I'm ready for it. Uh, Fathers.com says laughing with your children has, uh, you're likely to have better communication and just enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Every year, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival picks the best joke told at the festival. In 2022, it was a dad joke about Italian food. What was the joke? Taz. Steve. Yep. What kind of pasta can grant your wishes? Uh. Fettuccine. Because <laughs> 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 it's a genie it's and good. then it's pasta. Yeah. yeah. This We've is been... your god. Yes. Ladies <laughs> <and gentlemen>. <laughs> 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 
It is incorrect. Do you want to go for the steal, Maddie? I was going to say, I think it's a joke that a dad joke won the best joke of the year at the biggest fringe festival in the world. You can cut that. No. No. Fettuccine. Does anyone? I think that's actually better. Does anyone want to hear the joke? Well, I don't care if you do or not. That's part of the answer, I have to say. This is the joke. Best joke. The Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2022. I tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the female guard saw me and I couldn't get pasta. It was a weak festival in 2022. What is the name of the psychological condition where people can't stop telling and laughing at their own puns? Taz. Ha ha halitosis, because it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Okay, I'll give a point for that. Maddie? Narcissism. <laughs> Two points. The actual answer is Witzelsucht, which translates to punning mania. You can have that for free. And that's the firing line, everybody. Well, it is just about time for this wonderful Jubilee Auditorium crowd to vote. But first, here again to tell us why dad jokes are no laughing matter, let's hear again from Maddie Kelly. I was six years old. Small for my age, but spirited. I was at my friend Carly's house for a play date. Carly's father comes home from work, still wearing a suit and tie. He picks her up, cradles her in his arms, and she says, Dad, I'm hungry. And I'll never forget this. He goes, hi, hungry, I'm Dad. I felt like a gunshot had gone off. Whoa, is it a joke? His words stuck with me for years. I literally never trusted him again. I barely trusted my own dad. What reaction is a dad joke eliciting? I'm, at my core, an easy laugh, an agreeable person, and a people pleaser. And I don't know what you want from me. Do you want a groan? Do you want a laugh? Because you're not going to get one. Dads. Grow up! All right. You're getting some support out there. They are starting to see your way of thinking, Maddie. Now, here to tell us why dad jokes are big in the world of this Big Daddy. Let's hear again from Big Daddy Taz. Steve, Maddie. Did you know that sometimes uh, monkeys will become allergic to their favorite food and they'll go into bananaphylactic shock? Dad jokes are goofy, yes they are, but when it comes to jokes, I'll take silliness, groans, and eye rolls over misogyny, racism, and phobia every time. Which ironically, the last three were accepted joke subjects of my father's generation. <laughs> it's never about the laughter that comes from the dad joke, nor the pay. It's about treating your older kids like we kids again for one precious moment, like it's them being little babies again. And it's an awful lot like the Montreal Canadiens without their goalie, it's simply Priceless. <laughs> and I'll leave you with this. Knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe. <laughs> Good night. 
Big Daddy Taz making a room full of very smart people say something very silly. Love it. Audience, it is up to you to decide that's your job. Who agreed that they'd rather listen to Maddie's jokes than Daddy's jokes? Maddie Kelly. All right. And who thought that Big Daddy Taz's jokes did all the Daddy Jokers proud? Big Daddy Taz. Oh my God. So much love on both sides, but I gotta give this one to Big Daddy Taz. Dad jokes are the greatest jokes in the world. Big hand for Big Daddy Taz and normal size Maddie Kelly, everybody. You're listening to The Debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash the debaters. When slayed creatures return to the land of the living, it's up to a band of unlikely heroes to re-slay them. Welcome to the Re-Slayer's Take. From the fantasy world of Critical Role, join Jasmine Bular, Jasmine Chung, Jasper Cartwright, and Caroline Lux alongside us, Game Masters Nick Williams and George Primavera, in a tabletop role-playing audio adventure using Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Adventure awaits in the Re-Slayer's Take. New episodes drop weekly on Mondays wherever you stream your podcasts. Are you ready to meet your next pair of debaters? Let's do it! Listen to that! This comic stared at his computer screen for so long, he eventually had to wear an iPad. It's Calgary's Graham Clark! Graham Clark! There he is, striding to the podium to my right. And this comic refers to his naked morning stretches as Yoga Bear. It's Ottawa's Don Kelly! Don Kelly! Another favorite. Making his way, getting his adjustments. All right, debaters, your topic is one that will have plenty in store for our audience. Shopping malls. Should they live on forever? I will leave that to the audience to decide, but one of the anchors of the shopping malls is the big stores many of which have closed or are closing in this country. For example, in Canada, Target completely missed the mark. <laughs> Nordstrom's was in the north, but then went south. And Bed Bath & Beyond went bye-bye. <laughs> I guess they should have stuck to just bed and bath. <laughs> However, for all you zellers, zealots, that old Canadian favorite is back, baby! <laughs> yes! Zellers are now located inside select Hudson Bay stores. So half the fun will be finding them. Since Hudson Bay store employees have excelled at hiding when you need them since the year 1670. Yeah. Now for a debate to end them all. So, whereas they're the perfect places to eat, shop, and chill, be it resolved, Long live shopping malls. Graham Clark, you are arguing for this, please. You have two minutes, starting now. Graham Clark. Thank you. Shopping malls? Yes, please. 
Great o'clock. Nope. My friend Don will try to convince you that the shopping mall is bad, which is confusing to me because this morning I spotted him at the Polo Park Mall getting his mall walk with his buddies after the obligatory brand muffins. <laughs> Curious. Malls like West Edmonton Mall give you the chance to experience great thrills on their roller coaster, much like your Portage Place Mall. gives you the thrill of maybe not getting out of Portage Place Mall. <laughs> I remember my first time to Winnipeg, a friend brought me to Portage Place Mall, and I saw in the food court that the cash registers had a plastic divider around them. And I said, oh, is that so people can't steal from the register? And he said, no, it's so people don't steal the whole register. <laughs> Only at a mall. Where else can you get the giddy thrill of making the mall Santa let you and your high buddy sit on his lap for a photo? <laughs> Where else but the mall? Are you gonna go to Wizards Arcade in South Center and have the coin guy, Doug, take out his glass eye for a dollar? <laughs> you Winnipeggers don't know how good you've got it. I've been to Fort St. John, okay? And usually there's a name on a mall, right? Sunshine Mall, Kingsgate Mall. Their mall was just called Mall. <laughs> the stores didn't even have names on them. You had to figure out what they sold by going in and rummaging around. <laughs> I found one store that sold some women's shoes, pajamas, and swords. <laughs> The only name for that store could possibly be Pajamas and Katanas, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But even that mall is better than no mall. Thank you. Graham Clark. He's all for malls. Thanks, Graham. Now, here to tell us why he thinks shopping malls should leave town with their retails between their legs, Here's Don Kelly. Malls are chill. Winnipeg, you know, every city has three kinds of mall. Good, good enough, and good God, am I even safe here? <laughs> and come on, malls are perfect for eating? Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know what's best about the food court the five-star wine selection, or the celebrity sightings. <laughs> and actually, it's Canada. You uh, might see one of our celebrities at the food court. <laughs> I say they call it a food court because eating there is a trial. Afterwards, you feel guilty. And it could very well be your last meal. And malls will crassly commercialize any holiday, even the most sacred. Come to our Easter sale before our prices rise again. <laughs> I know, terrible. So you think, Don, what's the solution? Hey, shop online. Yeah, you have to surrender your privacy, but if you've ever tried on a bathing suit in a mall change room, you've already done that. 
And these days, you can get anything online. No need to go to the mall, even pharmaceuticals, right? And the recommendations you get are helpful and fun. People who like Ritalin also like Adderall. <laughs> People who like medical marijuana also like Shark Week. <laughs> People who like Ivermectin also like Pierre Polyev. <laughs> And get your drugs delivered by drone, because it's cool. And I just love the idea of people who need medication for anxiety and paranoia having unmarked drones buzzing around their houses. <laughs> Long live shopping malls, down with shopping malls. Thank you. Don Kelly, no friend of the mall. Thank you, Don Kelly. Got ourselves a debate. All right, it's time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating keeping shopping malls or if we should give them a goodbye. <laughs> Just don't hit below the belt. <laughs> or we'll have to take you to the body shop. Remember, often the gap is narrow between winners. <laughs> Food court is in session now. Nice. Graham, I'm guessing you clearly do not know how hard it is to be a married guy at the mall, creepily waiting outside Victoria's Secret, holding my wife's purse desperately, trying not to stare at the posters. Yes, you're correct. I do not know what it's like to be married. As a single guy, I can stand there all day looking at the lingerie photos. until security chases me out of level two. I love the food court, all right? New York fries, right? Because that's what New York is famous for, fries. <laughs> Look, I'll admit the food court has great selection, right? You can stand there for hours like, hmm, do I want lousy pizza or lousy Chinese food or lousy Italian? It's a little overwhelming. I, I think malls actually lower our standards. The fact that Nordstrom's is shutting down and Zeller's is reopening tells you all you need to know about people who are going to the malls. <laughs> <laughs> I, how dare you, first of all. Um, <laughs> second of all, Zeller's was the greatest place to go as a kid because they had those circular clothing racks that you could sneak into and hide from your parents. <laughs> Give them a panic attack, right? You can't, they won't let me sneak into anything in Nordstrom's. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bare knuckle round, everybody. <laughs> we are debating whether shopping malls should still exist. It's time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on shopping malls brought to you by the East Edmonton Mall. <laughs> the East Edmonton Mall. Hey, we have stuff too. <laughs> Here are your questions. What is the name of the 1986 horror movie featuring a group of teens running from killer robots in a mall? Graham. Black Friday the 13th. Oh, I like that. I like that. Graham feels he's hit it out of the park with that one. 
Don Kelly. Cocaine Build-A-Bear. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Two points. An updated reference on a CBC show? What? Uh, <laughs> that 1986 movie, if you're looking for it, was called Chopping Mall. Not bad. That's not bad. Not bad, yeah. movie makers. We would also have accepted One Night in Transcona. <laughs> the Hudson's Bay Company is closing stores in Canadian malls, but what surprise move did they make with their standalone location in downtown Winnipeg? Don? I know that uh, they gave it to First Nations, so after kickstarting 400 years of colonization, we're good. <laughs> Graham? I'm just going to go with Don said. <laughs> yeah. Well, the actual answer was transferred to the Southern Chiefs organization to be turned into Indigenous-run affordable housing. That is literally the best use of a Bay store space I've ever heard of in my life. According to mentalfloss.com, what are mall Santas never allowed to do before their shifts? Graham. Drink peppermint schnapps. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. It's, it's, strangely, that's not the answer, so it's possible. <laughs> Don Kelly. Uh, the rule is no ho-ho-hos. Mall <laughs> uh, Santas are never allowed to eat anything with condiments to avoid getting sauce in the beard. I don't follow that rule, buddy. <laughs> That's the firing line, everybody. We are so close, everyone. We are so close, Jubilee Theater, to our final vote. But first, here to wander aimlessly through his argument against shopping malls, let's hear again from Don Kelly. I don't like going to malls, and no thanks, Hudson's Bay, Winnipeg. I sure don't want to live in one. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting to hear the land acknowledgement. We acknowledge we are on the traditional territory of the home and garden section. <laughs> I will say that malls bring together the generations. Last time I was at the mall, I was caught in the middle of a gang of vape fueled teenage super predators closing in on me from one side, and on the other side, a group of geriatric mall walkers slowly shuffling towards me and groaning. It was like a bad episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Chill, more like chilling. Let me conclude by paraphrasing a famous call to action. Mr. Patterson, tear down this mall. <laughs> Don Kelly doesn't think much of the malls. Now, with his love for shopping malls presented here, all under one roof, let's hear again from notorious shopper, Graham Clark. Shopping malls are a choose your own adventure. Who do you want to be? You want to be the teen looking to steal a Winnipeg Jets lighter, huh? Or are you the parent humiliating your kids by buying them jeans that they'll grow into and have plenty of room in the crotch?
Are you a loiterer? Are you a deal hunter? Are you rummaging around in the fountain to get enough coins for the arcade or to see Doug's weird eye? <laughs> Most of all, are you ready for a good time? Because the mall is waiting for you. Thank you. Graham Clark, on behalf of malls across Canada. Well, there you have it, audience. It is up to you to choose a winner by applause who marked down Graham's words and bought what he was selling as he celebrated shopping malls. Graham Clark. Okay. A lot of love. Graham's going out. He's receiving it. And they're giving it to Graham Clark. And who agreed with Don that they'd rather shop around for another shopping location to shop at? Don Kelly. It's close, but Winnipeg has decided they do not want shopping malls. The winner is Don Kelly down with the shopping malls. Big hand for Don Kelly and Graham Clark, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying life is like a shopping mall. The more variety, the better, but eventually it will shut down. I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night. <laughs> is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, and Nicole Callender. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Lloyd Peterson. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys, Emily Ferrier, and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Jubilee Place Theatre and the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.